Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is you need to know on AgVisor Pro. Keep those questions coming in because they have been. Right. <laughs> and, and we've uh, picked another one this week uh, amongst uh, some really good questions. Uh, it, was, it was kind of a stretch there. It was kind of slack. And now there must be a lot of management decisions and weather environment uh, that are getting people to drop into the app from all over the country. So that's great. Great to hear. Great to see. And, and what do we have for a question this week? my awesome co-host. <laughs> <laughs> well, even even so that we're going to tackle a question from our area, there have been questions coming in from all over the place, but you know, we got to stick with our wheelhouse sometimes. And I don't want to get off in the weeds, so to speak, with certain ones. But here, here's a really good one, I think. Here is the question. We are on the cusp of sunflower weevil spraying season, and I have never been able to find any good information on length of residual we can expect for different classes of insecticides, as well as within the same classes with different active ingredients. Side note, this also applies to our increasing grasshopper population. Oh, that is a good question. Yeah, there's a, that's a really good question. And there's a few things to unpack there that I think we'll try our best to, to tackle this. Yeah, so, so first off, uh, sunflower weevil timing. Uh, so you're probably getting into the R stages of sunflower which you'll then collect a tremendous amount of insects in that crop. Uh, we're somewhat limited now with the, uh, we have some organophosphates that are off the market. So we're kind of just in that pyrethroid category. And I think why there is such a lack of information is that a lot of times products will probably get tested in, in environments that can vary and differ. And to me, when you're dealing with pyrethroid insecticides the the ter- the the big one of the biggest things out there is the weather when you apply particularly temperature huge thing all right and there's there's actually a couple of things i think of when it comes to that um the, the temperature affects things two ways temperature in one respect would be the insect's metabolism how fast is that insect moving how fast does it metabolize what it's eating what it ingests and during high temperatures that bug's just going faster and faster and faster, and it can burn through an insecticide if it ingests it a lot faster. So that's one piece to the temperature part of it, but also just on plain out the application part of it. And so mm-hmm. we rewind to last year in 2021 where we had extreme heat and extreme dry. Well, just part of our application alone, because of the high delta T values, we weren't just getting all of the active ingredient to actually land onto plants, to land onto insects, to actually work effectively. And so you're already starting at a lower level of active ingredient being a lower level of active ingredient that's actually landing on the plant itself and on the insect itself. And then you have that high heat where it can metabolize through that quicker. So it's like a double whammy. You know, it's, yeah. it's got two different things working against it on our end for the person applying the insecticide, trying to get some activity out of it. So and I'll, I'll reference this when it comes to, to temperature. So if you're out spraying, uh, say, a Lambda type product, and you would your preference would be that if you're looking for length of residual to keep that on the field, you would, you would want to have temperatures probably in the upper 60s to mid 70s. That's like ideal. And so the length of residual activity will 
That's when people are telling you, oh, you get, you know, seven to 10 or 14 days. And then when you start hitting upper 80s and lower 90s, that residual gets shorter. And if you re- you remember back to, so Lambda is probably the most common brand name is Warrior. Remember when Warrior made a change to go to some UV protection? Mm-hmm. What was it called again? I believe it's called Warrior 2 with Xeon technology now. Yeah, Xeon. Yep. Yep. So your, your pyrethroids have a tendency in high sunlight, high heat to shorten that residual period. Now, that's not what you really want. And they become less effective. Where if you had the classification of organophosphates, most popular one was Lorsban, but you still have some other ones, uh, dimate, malathion. They become extremely active as your temperatures get higher, but their mode of action is different. They come off as a gas and they, they have short residual, but they have very fast knockdown. So on one hand, one classification likes that high temperature. The other one prefers to see a low one. And I don't, I, have you ever seen any information where they, people separate out, you know, you're looking at Bathroid versus a warrior versus a Delta Methrin versus I've never seen that because I think companies just concentrate on their own product and they're not going to make, they probably do internally, but. Right. That's a hard thing. Like you're going to find the, the seasoned vet, I guess, at every manufacturer that's probably done their work that, that has seen the generations of products come through and they could probably tell you just by general experience that within Mm -hmm. the pyrethroid class that some probably have longer residual or have better activity than others. But that's, yeah, it, it's like a splitting hairs thing. It's it's harder to actually identify the length of residual on that. But I would say, you know, being we're talking about the red sunflower seed weevil, and we really only have one class of chemistry, and that's the pyrethroids to, to you. Oh, well, that's the one effective class we have left to use. Mm-hmm. How do you differentiate between the products? Because you look at like the Lambda Sihalothrin. How many different Lambda Sihalothrin products are there? You have, they're the same active ingredient, they're the same pounds of AI, and you have this giant spread of super generic, less expensive to the Warrior 2 with the Xeon technology with the UV protectant. And mm-hmm. there, there are huge differences within the formulations. And it's not just the active ingredient. So to me, there are some things that might help with the efficacy, with the potential length of residual. And if you go for the cheapest Lambda that exists, it probably doesn't have all the extra stuff formulated into the jug, into the product itself. And so you're just getting a straight emulsifiable concentrate. It probably volatizes relatively easy. It doesn't have those UV protectants. And so it's subject to all these other factors that are really, really, really hard to measure. Mm -hmm. Because how do you know when you have X amount of sunlight, how fast something breaks down from UV protection? That's why you've probably never seen real hard numbers come from that. Because how, how do you measure that? How do you know? It's, it's a guess. And you hear the thing when it comes to salespeople talking about, well, our insecticide has UV protectant. It could give you an extra week. Well, I'd say the BS flag is going pretty high. <laughs> an extra week? I'm hoping I've, for I've, a week. I'm, I've totally heard this before. So just it's, it's talked about. You also, that insect is a, is a hard body insect too. So that, that's a, that is a factor that plays in. Once you get into, instead of soft bodies, you know, larvae and things like that, 
a lot easier to control than some of your hard body, which I, a grasshopper has got an external skeleton. So it's, uh, those are, those are tough insects too. Th- think, I think about this. If, if you ever been involved in the soybean aphid play and everybody came out with their programs, oh, well, it, we'll, we'll give you a protection 28 days out. And if that doesn't happen, you just use our product. Well, the, the whole point of the program was to make sure that you're not going somewhere else if you're, and you're using their product twice. Nobody was getting that many days out of it. And those are, those are soft body, very fast reproducing insects. And a lot of that depended on the weather. So is there an easy answer? Think of it as you got to do the best thing you possibly can. Water volume, time of day to spray, coverage, uh, all those type of things will help you out. Don't count on a week. And I get questions all the time. Hey, we, we sprayed this insecticide and we went out the next day and we're checking and these, these grasshoppers aren't dead. Uh, one, you shouldn't be out there the next day because there's there's a re-entry period for insecticides. Two, the, the insect is probably going to die by getting the insecticide on them or on leaf material and it's ingested. They have to eat it. So uh, give it give it some time. I don't I don't know why people get so excited to go see stuff the next day because it's it's an insecticide. It it functions on an insect in the same way it does you and I. So that's a good point. I, I want to pivot some. You brought up the grasshopper thing, and that was another part to this question was they want to take what applies to the red sunflower seed weevil to grasshopper insecticides. And so the only reason that's a different animal is that you look at all the classes of insecticides that you can use on grasshopper. You've opened up a bigger window. Now it depends Mm -hmm. on is sunflower labeled for those particular products. That's going to be the bigger thing you need to look at. There might, it's still mostly pyrethroids, but uh, just switching gears some and some things we've learned just this summer alone, I've seen a lot of grasshoppers seen a lot of grasshoppers sprayed with a lot of different products this year. And there's a class of chemistry that's fairly new to me, at least. I know this chemistry has been around, but if you look at the IRAC uh, mode of action classification, it's group 28. Uh, they're the riodine receptor modulators. And so that's mm. under the, the name brand product in the U.S. is Vanticore. And so that's a mouthful on the active ingredient. So I'm not even going to try to stab that one. But it's a unique class of chemistry versus the pyrethroid class that we're used to using. And and what makes this a little different is uh, the pyrethroids are more like a nervous system kind of activity. The These, uh, well, what did I say? It's a riodine receptor modulator. So it's actually a growth regulator for the insects. That's how that works. And so my experience with other growth regulators, other classes, uh, trying to think of uh, the one off the top of my head using grasshoppers west of 281, mostly in Montana in rangeland. Dimlin? Dimlin. There we go. That's what I was thinking of. So that's another growth regulator, not a super fast insecticide. Matter of fact, you probably don't see death on grasshoppers five to seven days out from application. It slows them down, but it takes time. And so there are definitely differences in residual. And so I would say, as far as grasshoppers speak, if you're looking at some of these different classes, there are some differences in length of residual because it just physically takes that long to actually act upon them. And mm-hmm. so they, it, it has to be absorbed into the plant. 
the grasshopper has to actually physically eat some of the plant to ingest it, which is how a lot of insecticides work. But then it takes time for that to actually take full effect onto those grasshoppers. So you could see differences in length and residual. And I have personally seen it myself this year with products like that, those group 28s, that they do have longer residual specifically on grasshopper, but that's not a red sunflower seed weevil product. And so that doesn't bypass if you're growing confection flowers or have a bad infection that you got to come back with a second pass because it's pretty specific to the insect it's controlling. And, and it's always a good reminder to, to stick to your thresholds uh, on, on things. We have, we have thresholds for a reason because there's been some economics put toward that. So don't just spray because you see grasshoppers, you're going to have to get damage. And most people, are, I think, are pretty good about that. But the other thing a lot of times is uh, once you get out, scout, find out stuff. In the case of grasshoppers, smaller are easier to control than mm-hmm. when they get larger. And, and larger are easier to see, but they're kind of at the end of their life cycle. So they a lot of their damage can be done when they're smaller. But another awesome year for insects. It's just a <laughs> joy. <laughs> And that was a great question, though. So keep sending those questions in. I mean, it's it's really uh, – I like using the app because there's some questions uh, that I'm like, you know what? That is – I just – I'm not that expert. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow along because I want to I see what that is, uh, some of the responses. And then there's some stuff that is uh, – could be defined a little bit more. But it's uh, there's there's been some really good ones that have, have come in lately. That's been really cool. So all all over the board, different territories, different crops. Yeah. The nerd factor was pegged out there for a while. (laughs) (laughs) And some of these questions, it's, it's perfect for this format because it, you can't simply type up an answer and send it. It needs context. And that's the cool thing about the app is that someone can give you a short answer and you can start a dialogue and it could go back and forth. And then maybe you get a better understanding of what's going on. So don't be afraid if you're using the app. It's just not a ask a question anonymously. One of the agronomists that are on the app answers the question and you just go on with your day. If you need to know more, I'm, if, if, they, if the agronomist took the initiative to answer the question, I guarantee they'd want to talk to you more. Yep, absolutely. That is the you need to know, right? That is the you need to know.